sit back and relax while I listen to Train Kickers podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-hosts Dan and Steve, we're going to take you all around the world of miniature wargaming. On tonight's episode, we are going to be going through the rules for Bound Demons. Now, um, as we were recording on a Wednesday, this was released actually on Monday, I believe it was. And this came from the Warhammer Horse Heresy. They put out the Burning of Ohm mat. And in this, they essentially shared that they're giving us a little bit of a flavor, a taste of demons for the time being, with later on the year that they'll essentially give us the full demons unbound. So we're going to be going through how you include them in the army, the different rules attached to them, and what units they've given us. As well as I'm sure by the end we'll talk about, um, since we have at least one of us who plays it, a little bit of our our thoughts of where it's going to go, or what we might want to see when they give us the full unbound, and essentially what you might call the rest of the list. All right. Um, and other than that, on to the show. All right, gentlemen, on this... On this Wednesday, let me scroll back through. We've decided we're going to call it Ohm. O-H-M. We're going to say the N is silent. We we don't know how they pronounce this otherwise. It it's, might it's, Maybe they did. It's Games story. Workshop. It's Games Workshop. Well, it, it's the same <laughs> thing like the Abaddon or uh, Abaddon sort of thing. If you listen to their stories, they usually do tend to pronounce it one way. I don't know if this has been pronounced anywhere. Wait, you mean Abaddon? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that is actually... the. That's yep. the way they pronounce it. Yep. But before that came out, there was a discussion of, is it Abaddon or Abaddon? So, but. Hmm. All right. How are you doing, Steve? You didn't say anything. Doing, doing all right. Doing all right. Getting a lot of painting done. I have like 15, 20 models to finish up for next week's event. So I'm getting there. Oh, 15, 20. That's cute. I know. Well, I technically have I have less in some. Oh, and I realized the two fifty. It won't be the snobium because they're two seventy five. So I'll be oh, taking. No. S- That's fine. There'll be something else. I just don't know what my my spare two fifties. So for an event that we're going to, it's three thousand points plus two fifty of whatever you want it has to be infantry and, and some restrictions like that, but it doesn't have to meet your faction. So I'm playing Death Guard, and I was going to bring two fifty something else. I was like, oh my snobium, that gives me a reason to finish painting them. And then I'm like, wait, they're 275, not 250. All right, back to the drawing board. <laughs> I'm just saying. You brought some demons. I, I, I Actually, I told someone, bring demons. I literally put it on this thing. I was like, if anyone needs to borrow demons, I have a bunch of brutes. And it'll get me to paint the other brutes that I bought. I bought uh, Myrmidon Theridons to act as brutes. Because mm. um, I'll paint up real nice. And so I was like, oh, that, that'd actually be really nice. Yeah, I gotta sit down and figure out what. Maybe I'll look to find something I already have painted, so that way I only have to paint eight hundred eighty points worth of stuff in like a week, rather than like eleven hundred points. Honestly, I'm stressing me out. (laughs) It's not stressing me at all. I'm gonna work on building tomorrow. I also I have all next week off, so I actually will have plenty of time to work on it. And a bunch of it's vehicles, so they think I'm good amount points. I do vehicles. You have an airbrush, not so bad. Yeah, I do have an airbrush. I was like, for me, I'm stuck between two squads for the two. My 3K is already done. It's obviously, but I, I'm stuck between what I want to take for 250. It's either going to be like the Sisters of Silence sniper squad, essentially, with mm. sidebolt ammo. So, like, whatever they hit creates a, um, if you hit like a librarian or whatever, yeah. they get a perils them. Perils them. Or I was thinking of taking just a, a five man unit of custodians. I don't know. It's just, it's just, yeah. I just keep flipping flopping between the two because he did say you need mobility. And the thing with the sisters are they're really cool, but they're armed with snipers. So 
not really mobile. Yeah. I'm, maybe I'll take some jump pack Marines if I decide to make more of them. We'll see. But um, we'll probably be discussing it since we're all going to that. We'll probably do uh, do some releases about that after we're done and maybe may, might try to record a little bit there. We have to see. All right. So why don't we get into these Demon Boys proper? So the overall idea of the way we're going to do this, we are going to be you know discussing what they are going through their different rules they have, the different dominions, which really kind of differentiates what is what for all of this and, and who each one of them is. Then we're going to go through the, honestly, short list of units. Um, so that's the the overall plan. And like I said, at the end, we might discuss a little bit about where this is going. Spoiler alert, at this moment, we have not gone through the fluff because there was 10 pages and I think we've all been too busy. So we read through the rules, we got really excited got ready to record and we realized none of us had actually read through some of the fluff parts so you might be getting interspersed some of the fluff piece now or um at a later point we'll see I'm gonna, <laughs> i might try to record it separately and if so you just heard it if not we will get to that it interests <laughs> us but we i don't know this week's just been nuts yeah that, that was agree. a fantastic story and i'm really happy and or sad that the thing did slash did <laughs> not happen <laughs> having having not gone through it I, I at least have I have some predictions that it's usually since it's related to demons and you want them, it's probably traders doing well. Maybe loyalists beat them out at the end, but not accept at a high cost. Because GW definitely, you know, the good guys don't truly lose in a lot of GW fluff, but they'd never win kind of thing. So like they're always beaten down, but there's always so many more worlds and so many more pieces. So like, yeah, they can get crushed here. Oh, but there's still another fleet. There's another this or that. So, but we'll see. I could be entirely wrong. And if so, cool. Um, all right. So um, just giving that sort of very brief overview. So this, um, these units here, they are bound demons. They specifically mention that. They mention what it means to be bound. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But they're both bound and they're bound Malefica. So we're nervous. All of them are going to have this. Um, they it modifies the demon unit subtype so they are demons but what they get is going to be a little bit different um does anyone in particular we didn't discuss the head time does anyone in particular want to take any particular part or discuss anything special i'm taking kabanda well we knew you were going yeah, to yeah that's 100 percent. Uh, yeah i'm open you to anything to okay all right that's fine so um, actually, since we're going, why don't I talk a little bit about what we have for at least the, what it means to be bound. And then someone can take the, the warlord trait. So for bound, um, they give you a giant list of what all of this means, but luckily it's the kind of thing where it is, it's simpler than normal. So, um, Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, but normally if you were playing demons as mm -hmm. listed, the demon unit subtype, they start with a higher strength and toughness and it decays across the game. Yes. yes. Uh, I always... I always lose, so I, I don't have the rule in front. Actually, wait, give me five seconds. I'll have the rule. But yes, it, it starts off one higher. Then in the middle of the game, it goes flat. Then it goes one minus. And then by the end, you actually, I think it goes two minus even. Um, but essentially, that's how it kind of breaks down because at the end of the day, it like it's, it's essentially the demons are, um, they come out of the warp. They're super powerful. And as the battle continues, they get weaker and weaker as they lose their grip on real space. Uh, so here it goes. Uh, turn one and two. Um, 
give me a second, sorry, plus one on turn one and two, plus zero turn three and four, minus one, five and six, minus two on seven or more. Okay, so if your game actually has seven rounds, some of them do, some don't, but if you actually have seven rounds, then you actually are minus two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then we throw that rule away. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. <laughs> so, but because that was one of the big differences. So if someone sees yes. demon, you do have to look at the demon subtype, but you got to change important parts. The one thing is when you're bound, you don't modify your strength and toughness. So off of the normal demon rule. We're going to see in a moment there is some modifications, but off the normal rule, there is none. So you don't get additional in the beginning or worse later. Um, now, it does say, while there's no models from the same army that have the Psyker subtype and independent character on the battlefield or in a transport that's on the battlefield, then you suffer a minus one to your strength and toughness. So the idea of this is that you've been summoned in. You didn't come here yourself. Unbound shows up on their own. Bound, I've made you show up. So as long as you have a psyker and independent character on the board somehow, they're fine. If not, minus one strength and toughness because they're weaker because the person who brought them isn't there anymore. Um, deployment, they do very differently for this. Um, do we know currently how demons get deployed? Um, or is it speculation based off of first edition naturally? I'm talking about unbound demons. The oh, unbound, oh no, unbound yeah. demons, nothing. No. Okay. How did but, the, how did it do in in version one? It was so uh, version portal, one. Right? Yes, it was. Portals. Oh my god! So you put a large uh, or it was an or five inch blast, uh, the the large blast, and you had three of them. Uh, you place them uh, anywhere on the table, not in the deployment zone of your opponent, and I think not within their table half as well. And essentially, you come out of those portals. You deploy from those portals as if you are coming out of reserve. Um, you could not deep strike out of those portals either, which is very important. You'll see why, because now you can. Yeah. All right. So uh, these guys, it's a bit different the way it works now. So essentially, you take your units that are the bound, bound Malefica, so essentially your bound demons. You take one of your Psyker unit independent characters. So the guy who's actually summing them in, he has to be on the board somehow. And it does specifically state that, yeah, you can be in a transport. That's fine. But you have to be deployed on the board. You then roll a psychic test for every unit that you want to come in to start with. Every past psychic test is one of those units. Should you fail any of the tests, you're done. You won't take a perils of the warp, but the rest of the units have to go into the reserves. You are allowed to pass by units. You can choose, I'm not going to roll for these guys. I want to roll for them. And that's fine. You can keep doing that. It's only when you roll and fail. So you're not required to roll, but any failures stopped you from doing so. Um, the other key feature that they put here is that when they're placed in reserved, reserves, obviously they have to be bound subtype. Um, they do not have resolve, reserve rolls made for them. So when it comes to time for reserves, you don't roll for these guys. Instead, you take one of your Psyker subtypes and independent character, much like before, has to make a psychic test for them to come in. Um, note, it says it only applies when deploying units containing models with the bound subtype from reserves and does not expect special deployment types such as Jeep Strike Assaults or Breaching the Veil. So if you want to make them come on from quote-unquote normal reserves, it's more psychic tests. But breaching the veil, you could still do if you have that as a power and everything like that. 
Um, I find this so. Do they have the ability to do deep strike? Do any of these things have have that as a rule? Uh, not natively. Nope. I N- not I that think- I saw. No. Um, I guess in case I, I mean they could be easier for future proof. There might be an option. Add extra units later. Like they, they like the future proof stuff like that. You know, like. Or like, you know, it's like a fan group makes something. It's like, well, you know, at least the template's laid out. Yeah. Because like one of the most easiest things to add would be like Furies, for example, right? Because they are not aligned demons, which means you could template them to be anything else. Mm-hmm. And Furies fly. So, you know, you make them have deep strike to represent them swooping down from the skies, right? So I kind of get why they did it, because it would be pretty easy to add a deep striking demon. Yeah. But no, there's nothing currently that depends on that. Okay. That that's what I thought when I read through I didn't notice anything, but there might be some weird sort of thing. Um now, I think this is all very very cool. And we'll get to in a second um actually, why don't we discuss the warlord trait then we'll do this. Who wants to do the yeah. warlord trait? I'll cover this. Okay. So, let's say you don't play the Thousand Sons, right? So, you don't just by default take a bunch of psychic characters for your HQ slots. What are you going to do? What if you play Militia? Oh, not Militia. They don't exist yet. Um, Mechanicum <laughs> or Solar Auxilia. I got good news. We've got a new generic Warlord trait available through this document called Malefic Supplement Supplicant. Now, you have to be a trader to get this, but what happens is you gain the Psyker subtype. However, you don't gain any disciplines, weapons, or powers. But you get to make checks to deploy bound demons. And then you get an extra salt phase reaction, because of course you get an extra reaction. Why wouldn't you? And that's it. It's that simple. You yeah. become a psyker for the purpose of bringing these demons out of the warp. It, to me, almost... Uh, okay, if you're playing Thousand Suns, you're fine, because like everyone's a psyker. Uh, remember, and, and to make these guys come in normally, it has to be an independent character as well, but your independent characters are going to be psykers, so you have options. But I almost feel for this, because the units you know there's a chance they don't come in beginning because maybe you miss a roll or um you know then they have to come in from reserves that if you don't take this warlord trait and you only have like a psyker you're really gambling with are you going to get the rest of your army in because mm-hmm. if i kill your only psyker you don't get to roll for reserves for them anymore i mentioned this before but um mm-hmm. i think because demons are going to, I think people, more people are going to take demons. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see more snipers on the battlefield just to try to pick off that, that psyker unit or that. Well, I, th- I think you'll see more snipers just because librarians are really good. And yeah. th- there's a psyker independent character kind of thing, whether or not they're bringing demons. Now, one question I do have, uh-huh. right? So for the, it says during the deployment, you could place them by doing psychic checks, right? Yes. And you don't do peril. You don't suffer perils if you mess up. Yes. Afterwards, though, you do suffer perils if it's during the game that you bring them in. Yeah. So, by wording, yes. Be- well, actually, does it say because how? What's the exact word? It doesn't say they don't. Oh. They take a psychic test. Yeah. Uh... Or psychic check when you do reserve rolls. So I can only assume it's like a normal psychic check where if you fail it, you take the D three wounds. Hmm. yeah see that's what's up because um in the first one they say hey note that taking a psychic check in this manner so then the question is is in the manner the pre-game 
is that the manner or is the manner trying to get these guys on the board? It's got to be the pregame because if I, I would think so, if you want to fluff it up pregame, yeah. you have time to like round up a bunch of mortals and just sacrifice them that weren't like combats in the field. But once you're already, you know, in combat, you got to use some other form of sacrifice to bring them in. So you turn yeah. your squad mates and go, all right, you're on the chopping block. <laughs> who's, who's becoming a demon today? Um, yes, I would agree. Off of the way this is worded and what we see here, yes, I would say if it's during the game when you're trying to bring them in from reserves, that yeah, you would take apparels. Um, I would love, honestly, in my mind, I would love to see them put in the line that says, again, you don't take it. Because I already think if you don't have several psychers, that this could be bad if you miss one of those rolls or you choose purposely to hold them back because I kill your psyker, you're done. Um, the warlord trade almost feels necessary because you you better have at least two psychers minimum to be able to do this if you want to really put some points into this. But um, yeah, I would say you do off of the wording. Absolutely. Um, the, the other thing is bound uh, Malefica because all of these things in here are bound Malefica. So bound follows those rules. The Malefica just means that, hey, yeah, you're considered as part of the Runestorm Demon Army for purposes of special rules that affect Runestorm Demons. So like special ways to make them come in, like the uh, Esoterrorists and all. Yeah, you you count. And you at all points are agents of the Warmaster faction. So in other words, you are the most unfriendly imaginable. Um. It just, it gives us that. So, I don't know. O overall, very good. Let's uh, let's get into the domain, Dominions, which is what really differentiates these guys. So, uh, actually, Steve, you were explaining the way you saw the Chaos Star. Yeah. So, basically, the idea is we have these four major Chaos Gods, right? And an eight-pointed star. And at this point in the, you know, in, in the narrative, we don't really know these four gods as these four distinct gods. They don't have names. It's just, hey, you know, these demons tend to like stabbing things. These demons move really fast. These demons smell bad, you know? Um, so they kind of have more like these broad categories of these demons kind of have these traits. And in um, this set of rules... They break it down to these eight categories, one for each point of the star. And each chaos god has three points that kind of like points in their direction. So, for example, we have um, Korn, right? He kind of takes up this top section of the chaos star with the heedless slaughter, encroaching ruin, and infernal tempest. So, you know, he, he kills stuff. Who would have guessed? Um, he ruins stuff. Who would have guessed? And... Um, Infernal Tempest. Let me just switch to that one real fast. Make sure I'm not talking completely out my ass. It shouldn't be. I, I, I mean, it may not be a perfect way they've done this, but that I, I do see it as sort of branches because that one you get Hammer Wrath and stuff like that. You're you're getting in there and hitting people. Yeah. But yeah, basically the idea is I think each god's supposed to have like three points. One is like their primary and like two secondary points. So there's some overlap, some not overlap. Um, but basically, you pick one of these eight points of the star to be the bias that your force has for each of the units, I believe, right? Yes. Unless the unit says otherwise, yes. You are allowed to include different types and everything like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have a very long roster of units to, to, to affect with this, no. but at least we have a lot of options for the very short roster. 
Yeah. The, the, the general rule is your unit must have a type unless it was prescribed one. you get to choose one. Um, your unit must all have that one type. So you can't mix and match models inside of unit. And if you have characters or anything like that, they're not allowed to join units that have a different type. Uh, yeah, there are no additional costs to be able to do this. And a detachment, unless otherwise stated, says a detachment may contain units with different variations. So it's, you know, like I said, it, it, they're kind of almost like distrusted allies in themselves. You, you can't mix and match things unless they look the same. All right. Um, we may be timestamping these separate. We may not. It depends on how long we talk about them. Um, Dan, you've been quiet. Go to Encroaching Ruin. That's the first Oh, one. I was going to wait for the corn shit, but that's fine. This is the corn stuff. Well, it's one, it's eh, one of them. Corn, it's one encroaching of them. Ruin is one it's of the corn ones. Is. Yeah. It, I think it's a, it's Heedless Slaughter and Infernal Tempest, I thought, but it's fine. Right. It, no, there's, it's three. If you look at the star, essentially, it's yeah. the top three are corn. The right three, as we look at it, are Slanesh. Bottom three are Nurgle, and the left three are Zinch. They, they uh, vary those last two. The you left is last Nurgle, bottom is Zinch. Yeah, because oh Zinch, yeah, my yep. uh, oh yeah, you're right. Formless distortion. My apologies, I said those two backwards. Yeah, you're right. Left yeah. is uh, Nurgle, bottom is Zinch. At least that's how I'm seeing it. Yes, no, you're absolutely correct. I I didn't notice the name at the bottom, and I looked over to the side. I thought that afterwards, but yeah, you're absolutely correct. And that oh. um, okay. Does that give them their opposites appropriately? Um, yes, it corn- would. Yes, it does. Because Corn and then Zinch are opposite, top up north and south. Yep. Then Nurgle and Slanesh are left and right. Yep. Okay. Yay, we did it. <laughs> yep. They figured it out, GW. Good on you. All right. Encroaching Ruin. Um, so this basically, if the entire unit composed of models with a special rule and the demon unit type fails a morale check, it only suffers a single automatic wound with no save of any kind allowed instead of D3 wounds, as specified in the demon unit type. Uh, in the demon unit type, if you fail a morale check, you take D3 wounds instead, and that's how it works. So now you only take one. In addition, you get moved through cover. Oh, well. Yeah. I'm- N- not useful for the units currently released because of how high their leadership is and how many wounds they have. But. Leadership. Uh, so no, bound regents are sevens and eights, brutes oh, are God. sevens. And remember that there's in say like a brute unit, which we'll get to shortly. There's not like a a character model that necessarily goes in them. The only way you can put a character is if they're the same type. So it's hmm, it's not right. a bad idea. You know, this isn't that bad. I remember last edition, um, killing a lot of demons through that rule where they fail a morale check, take a bunch of wounds, and there's yeah. enough ways to force a morale check. You could kill off a bunch of people, just random with a rhino, throw enough rhinos at a demon squad. You could theoretically just pop it out of existence off of morale checks. Yeah, I, I see that as um, it, it's not the most flashy of these. Some of the other ones are a lot more fun, but this one is just all around useful because the bad stuff, the bad stuff's not going to be happening to you as much as it used to. All right. Um, I have a feeling these conversations will be short. We might have a longer conversation when we talk about the units yeah. or kind of all them together, but yeah. Um, all right. Um, since Dan sounded sad that he didn't get the thing he thought was corn, do you want to do you want to um, surmise what Heedless Slaughter does? Sure. So Heedless Slaughter, also mm-hmm. on the corn end of the yep the octogram. I don't know what word for that. The eight pointed star. Yeah. Um, basically, 
uh, unit that's entire this rule, which it has to be, um, must declare a charge if they're able to, if they begin the assault phase within eight inches of an enemy unit. There's only one target. So if there's more than one target, the controlling player gets to choose them so long as they are within eight inches. This does not let you charge differently than when the one they make a shooting attack against in the previous shooting phase. Um, so basically, normal I shoot you, I charge you rules apply. So if you shoot someone outside of eight, then good news, you don't have to charge the guy within eight. Yep. Yeah. The other thing is you get the... Um, the finally, you get the, plus one yeah. to your um, combat score in close combat, and plus one to any sweeping advance rolls. So basically, they have a Vexilla for their squad. Yeah. Um, so this is similar to the world eaters, one of their rights of war that, Hey, you got to start charging people. You're allowed to double up in this, but you do have to charge people. You're mostly a close combat army and the units, you put this on a close combat. They don't, they don't mind charging in. You can probably be uh, affected a little bit because a lot of the stuff may not shoot either. So you may not be able to do that. I deny the charge because I shot somewhere further so you might have to charge things you don't always want to, but hey, ABC, always be charging. All right. So that puts us to formless distortion. Um, so th this one, I think I think when I read it through, I read it a few times. This one, luckily, is short, but it's a little bit weird. Um, and this one is, you know, the, the fact that you're this sort of, you know, rolling, you know, ball of, uh, of, of energy and flesh and all this kind of horrible thing. So... When you're selecting a combat at the beginning of the fight subphase, you're going to roll a D3 for any unit that has this rule that's locked in combat. And all of your attacks by made, made by models gain the following rules, depending on what that D3 is. So if you roll a 1, then you have uh, coruscating ectoplasma, so you get concussive 1 in lance. If you roll a 2, you have lashing pseudopods, you get reach 1. And if you roll a 3, you get vorpal talons, shred, and sunder. Um, very cool. The problem is you have no idea what you'll get. Here's all, the thing, though. They all yes. work. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, they all... they, yes, although depending on what you want, you sometimes like... Um, so let me just take a look. What's the, what's some of the general strengths of... Well, I was just going to say, the Reach the one I think is the weakest, which sounds weird to say because Reach gives you initiative, but they're already initiative five. Yes. Their initiative is so, usually better. Meh. So that one doesn't do that much. Maybe if lesser demons are initiative four, now, I, like, that's what I'm saying. We don't have the full list of units. So maybe lesser demons, which were like basically the normal troops, hmm. will be initiative four. Then I could say, okay, taking this, I get either concussive, which will reduce the weapon skill. Breach gives me initiative. You know, shred is just really nice. Um, so the shred is nice, the and Sunder's okay, but you wouldn't want to necessarily charge certain vehicles with these guys because I don't know if I'll roll that three. And then the other mm -hmm. things aren't going to help me. So, well, Lancewell. Um, Lance yeah, okay, the Lancewell, yes. Lancewell but we just want pack armor. You're not looking uh, above a 12 unless you're on certain things. But I, I don't charge a heavy vehicle because if I don't get Lance, the Sunder won't be enough. And if I charge a light vehicle, Lance won't help me. And if I mm. don't get Sunder, well, it's not going to do me any good. Right now, let's get a little ahead of ourselves, but the Brutes hmm. do have Rending 5 up on their weapons for okay. their claws. So if their strength, what, strength 5? Yeah, 5. So that's 5, plus 5 is 10, plus D3. So we're looking at about a 12 to a 14 as their typical range. Right? Yeah. 
I, I'm not um, saying they they can't do it. Sunder but... helps. Sunder helps a lot to fish for those um fish for those wrens. It's yeah, but you'll Leviathan Storm Cannon so good. True. You'll but you'll have the Sunder, not the Lance. So yeah. What what I find is that when I look at this, you know, okay, it's demon, so it's all random and all. But when I go into a unit, if I'm going into something where, ooh, it's going to struggle unless I get blank, that's probably just a bad plan. <laughs> um, like I said, going against a heavy vehicle, Sunder's not going to necessarily help you much. It might be very, very tough. Maybe the Lance helps you more. But if you go against a light vehicle, the Lance doesn't do anything. I don't know. It, it's kind of random, which fits demons, but I can see you getting the results you don't want easily. Um. It's cool though. What is our thoughts on so in the Bane rules? It never says that this is the bound demon rule. It's etheric dominion and so on. So is our thoughts that normal demons are going to have this chart? I think so. Yeah, because I'll absolutely. put it this way: they put they put the effort into making this graphic. Yeah, that alone says that it's probably like something they're going to be using again. I agree. Because like all these background pictures are pictures from like Horus Heresy One, yeah, and such. And and I mean they might That's change a some brand of... new graphic as far as yeah. I remember. They they they'll change some of the wording around probably, but overall I think oh, they're God, keeping this not. idea. If they change the wording, they need to update this document because I do not want it to be two different wordings depending on where I look. That's a uh... nightmare. Um. Because if you go to the full demon list, I start liking formless distortion more because now I could put it on the unit that, you know, I kind of feel fits it mm -hmm. a little bit better or where like, hey, whatever I roll, I'll get some good use out of because maybe they're higher strength. So I don't care about going vehicles or they're a little weaker. So I'll never bother kind of thing. But I don't know. Good. All right. So that gives us that we are to putrid corruption. Corruption. And do you want to take that one? We'll just do a round Um Models with the special. So this is probably Nurgle. Yes, absolutely. I wonder. Models with the special will gain the heavy unit subtype and may make a special corrupted resilience roll uh, to avoid being wounded. This is a damage mitigation roll, which is made after unsaved. Oh, it's just a feel no pain. Except it, not it's a feel no pain. pain yeah, for, for mm. most purposes. Corrupted resilience rules may not be taken against unsaved wounds that have at least one of the following special rules instant death, psychic focus, or force. Ah, so it's feel no pain, in, but instead of in, in, with instant death, it's psychic force or force that also stop it as well. That's yes. neat. That's super neat. Uh, to make corrupted resilience roll, will a d6 each time an unsaved wound is over, and a six up, it's treated as being saved. Okay. So it's a six up feel no pain, except if you're hit with ah. instant death, psychic focus or force i love this i will point out though this is somewhat useless i wish it was a because, five up there was a well, five up i'd be like this is great mm, i would take still it. useless but being <laughs> heavy being yeah. heavy and melee is a rough combination yes well, it's, and also a five up, i take it just because you have the durability to get there i think yeah. more people are also going to take yeah. Like uh, etheric lightning and stuff. I think more people, again, if demons start popping up and people have librarians, I think people are going to take either etheric lightning or that's that anti-demon bolt. Uh can't remember what the hell it was called. Um, well, so that that's a potential thing, I but I don't think you're going to see it everywhere. Like that's, that's not a thing. Like, yeah, if in the games you play, if the people you play bring tons and tons of demons, 
sure, because that's like fluffy and fitting that your army figured out it needs to do this. I was but just I still, gonna say you're that still not going to see tons of it. No, I was just going to say that. I get it's fluffy. It's like, oh my god, demons are showing up. Let's reopen the librarius and see what they could do about it. Yeah, um, Cause I I agree. Putting it on a six, okay. Either put it on a six and let me have it on everything, or put it on a five and give me those restrictions. Because making me heavy when I probably want to assault you is is rough. Not being able to run is rough. Now, so because I played de- well, because I had demons in one I will say that mm-hmm. not all demons were melee. You could customize them to be shooters. But right strength. now, right, right now, now, it's all yeah. melee. the problem is. So that's the problem. I if this was in one I'd be like, oh, okay, that's kind of sexy. But because it's limited to this, these units, I'm like, meh. Yeah. I like it in general. I, I I think it's very cool. And I do enjoy it. But I, w- I would want to... And yeah, making them heavy means they get to reroll, you know, armor saves versus blast and all. The big thing is, so far, most of these guys are like armor four up. So good blast, you're not getting that anyway. It's not that you even always get your reroll, because it doesn't count against invults. Yeah. Um, no, nah, it's almost useless. You get a six up that... I mean, the six up is great. But that's that's it. Yeah, I don't. If you're a combat unit, I don't think the trade off is good. I think it would be fine on what you might call like a, a stand back troops unit because their goal is to keep your objective. I think that's great. Then that gives them similar to like a heart of the legion style rule. Um, I think if you have a good unit that can shoot, it's fine. I mean, this is someone who takes the reaping as my right of war, so I don't run anyway. But I've absolutely had games where I'm like. I need to get over there. Oh, it's impossible. I'm too slow. I, I'll never make it. So it is really cool, though. I do at mm-hmm. least like if I did demons, I'd probably do Nurglish stuff. Um, all right. That puts Steve for Ravenous Dissolution. Oh, this one is fantastic. This is where I got little, little hint of um, malice in, in the mix. Mm-hmm. So. This is also probably be the least useful unless you have a stupidly demon heavy meta um, or you just want to be a demon that hates on word bearers. So um, any model with the special rule gets plus one to all their hit rolls during the first round of close combat where they are locked in combat with a unit containing at least one model of the demon, corrupted, or psyker subtype or the infant character special rule. The effects of special rule only apply when a unit has been assigned which begins itself as not locked in combat and then other charges or is charged. So basically, you can charge or you get charged. That round of combat, you get plus one to hit. Yeah. And then the, the last line, I, I feel like the two lines like almost contradict each other the way they put this. Um, no, it's just saying that if they're locked in combat and they get charged, that is now the new first turn. I, I Yes. But their previous line says when they're not locked in combat. I just think they could have said any turn in because they've done this before. World Eaters, I think, have this. Several units have this. If you charge or get charged, you get plus one that round. Mm. Um, unless what they're trying to do, maybe what they're trying to differentiate. If they get multi-charged, is no, that's I, the best I could figure. I, here, here's what I, I think they're maybe trying to carefully do and see if you guys read it the same way I do. My unit is locked in combat from last round. Cool. I have my bonuses. Who cares? Now your next unit charges into me. My plus one is that against both units. 
Uh... I feel like they almost put the second line to tell you it's only the first turn versus the unit that charged unit that in. just charged in. Oh, that makes sense then. Yeah. I like that interpretation. Yeah. Um, if an enemy unit charges this unit is already locked in combat, then that does count for a new first turn of combat. But then again, they say it is a new first turn of combat. So like, exactly. I, don't, I don't know which way to read that. I feel like those last two lines are telling me two different things because it's trying to tell me what to do if I'm already in combat. And they kind of say opposite things. You know, that, that second line is completely incompatible with the last part of that first line. Yes. Because that would be my question. Do I get the plus one uh, when they're locked in combat with a unit containing at least one model? So do I get the plus one against both if I was locked in before and then someone charged in? I don't think it's that big of a difference because of what you have. So yeah, give it to them because there's so few units that um, fit the, the standard. But that one is kind of weirdly worded. I, 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 ha- I have problems with the way they worded those pieces because I can see it a couple different ways. And I'm not sure which one they truly mean. Um, I said, I would err on the side of, of, you know, they had to be a demon or a corrupted or psycho or independent character. So just let them have it. Yeah. But I don't know if that's right. I don't know okay. if anyone else sees that differently. I don't know. It's, I, it's just weird. I would just say give it to them. Screw I'm it. It's not going to try and do the mental gymnastics of this. And I just, I don't know what they're trying to write. Yeah. I said, the, the last two lines kind of say the same yet opposite things and it makes me curious but yeah just have it have at it um so let's get a little let's get a little uh emperor's children in your your demons here with a rapturous sensation which the name alone tells you slanesh um when you charge unless it was disordered you get one initiative step higher when you attack very emperor's children on that um, after any initiative modifiers or special rules have been taken into account. So again, if you had a weapon that was unwieldy, you get set to one and then you do this. Um, units that have only models with this, which is the requirement, mind you, get plus one for their movement when they run, they charge, or they move as a reaction. The other hmm. key feature is that you must reroll all failed initiative tests for blind and failed leadership tests for concussive. I don't know why you wouldn't, but they do force you to. So you are, you get a little bit of the Emperor's Children that you strike faster, but you also get a little bit extra movement and you get some rerolls on things. That's actually nice. I like that one. That one's actually really, really good. Yeah. You do have a lot of fives, but there are fives out there in, say, the Legions, or I know a lot of Custodes are five, and also getting up to, say, that six. And we don't know the other demons. Other demons might be worse. But if you're a five, you go up to six. Now you're hitting a Praetor's times. So you can get through a, almost everyone before <laughs> with they murder start. strike. We yeah, haven't gotten to that yet, but with murder strike. Yeah, no, that that's actually, that one's very, very strong. And the rerolls are good because your uh, initiative tests, initiatives are good, but your leadership is not great on a lot of these units. So concussive is a legitimate problem for these guys. Because if you're on sevens or maybe even eights, that's very failable. Um, all right, that puts us to Malevolent Artifice, which I believe is Dan for that one as we cycle mm, around. Yeah. Yeah, take it. Oh, yeah, because you did Yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh. Yeah, I literally, yeah, I literally just talked about one. We good. 
Uh, so, models with this special rule may reroll all failed armor saves taken against wounds resolved at a strength value lower than their toughness characteristic. This has no special rule against cover saves or invulnerable saves. Hmm. I can't decide how much I like it. I like it okay. reasonably. Okay. Again, here's the problem. We don't have the full list. If yeah. this was 1.0 and I had this shit on my... Um, um, I know, I know the, the the big boy. The le- no, no, not even that. The lesser demons. Screw that. Just the lesser demons who pop out of the portal at toughness five, and you're shooting me with bolters. Now I have a rerollable three up save because they had uh, brass collars because they were cord. I don't know if we're going to get all that though. This I know, but that's uh, what I'm saying. So that's the problem. The I don't. Yeah. yeah. But even the brutes. Let me see here. Brutes just take a quick four break. up save. Yeah, yeah. The only the... option they get is their dominion. So yes. I wouldn't it... base anything off of last edition. No, no. I, I, I think it, it's a dangerous precedent to be looking like here's what they did before because we've seen how much they changed some other stuff. Um, I, I both, I both like this one and hate it. I, I okay. Rerollable your save is nice because your toughness tends to be higher on everything we see. It's higher, and I know in demons in general are higher. So you'll get it on a reasonable amount of things. But the stuff that truly is going to hurt you, you don't get a save against because you're a four up. You'll get your invul, sure, but you don't you don't get your invul versus any of that, so I'm not counting that. So the stuff that I really care about, the stuff that can wound me on fours or threes or twos, I don't get my rule. So um, I guess it kind of almost makes you like a three up save. You're technically a little bit better than a three up save for certain things, but you get beat out easier than a normal three up save. So you're almost like a three up save equivalent. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a fake three up really. This um, is so interesting. I, if on hmm. the, like the, the big demons, they have a three up save. Cause then a rerollable three up is something, something yeah. serious. Even if the big demons just have a really good toughness, like um, so like I know Kabanda can't take it, but let's say a, a demon of his sort of sort, he's mm-hmm. toughness eight or even a seven, I still don't mind it there because I'm still getting the save versus most things. Or you're really hard to wound me, like oh yeah, your heavy bolters I wouldn't get a save against, but your heavy bolters are wounding on like sixes. Uh, I'm not as concerned now. Um, it means I can't get plinked to death, so. If they do keep this chart for the full thing, I'll be interested to see what can take this and what kind of saves they give them. Mm-hmm. This rule alone makes me think you're not going to see a whole lot of three up saves, or if you do, they're not going to be able to take this because I don't think they want to do three up rerollable saves. Uh, they not demons. not easy, not not no, no. units wide. Demons used to have five up rerollable or four up rerollable. That's why I was laughing. Okay, five up and four up is very different than threes. No, we no, play through additions at two up rerolls. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, I, I think I think they're gonna try try to err on that. Like the best rerolls that you technically that you normally get on units is maybe a four. Mm. We'll see though. But I like it. It's it, it's cool. These are all neat. Must yeah, these are all neat. Yeah, we do have one more for Steve to one talk about this Infernal Tempest. Final thing: the Infernal Tempest. This is going to give Hammer of Wrath to your units. If they already have it, they increase the value by one. And your Hammer of Wrath attacks also get the Deflagrate special rule. Is this Hmm. great? Is it great? No. Right now, we have very small unit sizes, so you're not getting that many hits off. 
but I see potential for this to be something absolutely hilarious as you take like a, you know, like a 10 man unit of whatever's throw it at someone trigger like 10 or 20 um, hits and then they fail like three saves and they fail over two saves. It, it has potential. Yeah, I don't think it's objectively good at this point, but there's more. It's not just that you also gain a new shooting attack called Elemental Eruption. It is range 8, strength user AP5, with Assault 2, Deflagrate, and Retaliation. You can only use these attacks during a reaction, and they will automatically hit. That kind of saves it as a thing. Now, I'm not saying that makes it amazing, but it actually does give you something. The fact you auto-hit and your strength, again, tends to be pretty good. So you'll probably wound pretty easy. The problem is easy. it's only on reactions that you're getting these. So you're only data yeah. on return fire and overwatch. Or yeah. in term, or for Zone Mortalis, on the one where some pops around the corner and you suddenly see them. Yeah. For the moment, at least, you don't really have, you know, shooting back isn't a thing otherwise. You know what? And during it, assaults, I, I'm not going to... Okay, I figured just, it out. It go ahead. offsets... The lack of Hammer of Wrath. Yeah. Because when you get charged, you overwatch, and you score these hits automatically. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, Normal Demon Rule... Okay, because I know with the the fallback or, or uh, Stand Your Ground or whatever it is, it's a morale test. Mm-hmm. And... Um, for the actual Dan, if you have the real demon, if you have the mm-hmm. demon rule in front of you, maybe you'll be do. able to make sense of this. So normally, when you fail a morale uh, for a standard unit, they run. Demons don't run; they just take additional wounds. Is that correct? They take D three automatic wounds with no saves okay. of any kind allowed. So that means even then, if I'm going to get charged, I don't want to do the I try to remove one. You're essentially I try to disorder you. Because a lot of times my leadership's not that great. And if I fail, I'm taking wounds before you even get in to wound me. So at least I get to shoot back. I get to do something back at you. True. Um, I don't see them doing a whole lot of reactions off of what we see. Maybe there's other lists in the future when we look at the full thing. But right now, I don't think they're they're not using their reactions that much on the demon part. So, hey, um, your army won't be just demons at the moment because you got to find they're bound. They got to come in from someone. But at least your demons have an ability to use some reactions now. I will say, after having gone through all, all eight of these, mm-hmm. I don't think what we were saying earlier about that star is correct. Why because, not? So if you look at it, um, Levelin Artifice, for example, Corn is the one that has the demon engines, like classically. Nowadays, you have a whole bunch specifically in the Death Guard for 40k, but Corn was always the Chaos God that had the demon engines. So I wanted to mention this before. Um I'm going to mention it now because my teeth are still kind of hurting. Uh, there are actually eight chaos gods, not four. So the octagon is actually the eight chaos gods. It's Korn, Nurgle, Zinch, and Slanesh, obviously. The Anisthema is a chaos god, which is the emperor. Um, and that's the anti-demon god. Malal is the, is the god of order or god of disorder or entropy, essentially. Uh, and then there's three others we don't know. Or two others, sorry. We don't know. We're going to get Vashtor. Oh, God, shut up. No. <laughs> 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 no. 
No. Uh, but no, I just wanted to point that out. I know you were talking about how it's like three per. It's actually more. There's eight. Um, and they blend into each other. So, for example, encroaching ruin and um, heedless slaughter are corn. But you'll notice that heedless slaughter and formless distortion are very close to each other. Um, because it both has to do with combat, and you'll notice that malevolent and infernal are very close to each other because they have to do it. They blend to each other, but it is eight essential chaos gods. Hmm. Okay. We don't know them, but they are there. So, like, fluff-wise, then, do they just, like, really stop existing later in the future? Because they're kind of No, no, they're there. They're just useless. They're not... They're too so, weak to yeah. do anything. Like, so corn, uh, so fluff-wise corn gets his power from anger, right? Nurgle from the impression of vitality, uh, Slanesh from excess, and Zinj from knowledge. Malal is the chaos god of entropy. Right now there's, well, I guess right now currently there is entropy, um, but it's there's still order essentially, I guess. And then, of course, you have the anesthema. I can't say that stupid word. Anesthema? Anesthema? An- anathema? Anathema. 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 Which, I mean, yeah, see an enemy. Which people would probably like yell at me um, because I'm saying the Emperor is a chaos god, but that is actually a, a variant of chaos, which is just anti chaos. So, anyway. All right. <laughs> hmm. It's an interpretation. Um, for for these for these eight, one, I do think they're all reasonably good. None of them are so. Luckily, none of them are so above and beyond in craziness that like, oh, that that's the one to do. Like, I can see cases for all of them. I can see more cases if the rest of the army, when you get um, the full unbound, if they get these, because then I think you can make a big case for a lot of these ones. Like putrid corruption. You give me yeah. more options. I love that. I don't love it here. So, um, any other thoughts on all these etheric dominions? They're neat. They're really, really neat. Yeah. It's like yeah. I can't wait to see what they do with the rest of it later. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd like to see when they. And I would they love do a clarification on that ravenous dissolution because it really is not clear what they're going for. No, um, you know I the problem is simplest interpretation um which i try to go to sometimes with their rules like what seems to be the the forefront i'm not sure which so i would because of what it is i would just err on the side of caution but the wording is not great on that particular one all right um that gets us to actually talking about some units and there is Ooh. only four and two of which are characters um steve do you care what you talk about um nah not really i'm pretty flexible with this i know that dan has his favorite Mm -hmm. all right of Uh, the remaining three dave do you have one that you particularly care about no it doesn't make a difference to me whatsoever okay doesn't matter too much maybe i'll start with uh uh samus because i'm on his page here why not um do we does anyone uh i mean they give you a little bit of lore on the side does anyone have anything more to say about his lore rather than what it says <laughs> samus 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 <laughs> samus is the man standing beside you yes samus is coming, uh, the, samus is coming. yeah no they, oh if you've read the books you get the joke um mm-hmm. 
Samus is is crazy. <laughs> Samus is here. Samus is here. Oh, Does Lord. he talk about himself in third person? No. He, it, okay. okay. Um, I have, I'm not you have, caught okay. up. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, so this is book one. He's he's oh, literally book two. He like oh, God. When, I read that, but that was well over a decade ago. Maybe I'm yeah. missing. Maybe he I'm is, forgetting something. <laughs> he is quite literally like when you think horror, this dude is horror. Like, um, oh, there was a movie that just came out. Uh, the, about the the guy who with the hook in his hand. Oh my God. Um. Candyman. Candyman? Yeah, what? he's essentially Candyman. Oh wait, just came out? Are you from well, no, five the years new one. ago? No, no, wait. No, Candyman didn't come out from you... five. The new one? Don't do that to me, Jay. Come on, no. Don't do that to me, Dave. Uh, the most recent one, 2001, so two years ago. Okay, okay, two. I'll take two. You said five, and I was like, oh, God, no, I please. I was a little bit older, but no, it was only okay. two. <laughs> oh, my God. The last two years have been two very long years. Yeah, exactly. That's very true. Um... No, but he's like, like, he's like, this was one of the very few books where I was like, oh my God, this is terrifying. He's basically the Candyman. Um, yeah. So anyway, people just keep repeating his name over and over and over again. That's, then he gets summoned. When I was a kid, that was the only horror movie I couldn't do. I don't know why. And it's, it's, it's like horror, but it's honestly, to my mind, it's more of suspense. It's suspense and horror mixed together. But for some reason, as a kid, I just couldn't do that one. All the other horror movies I don't care about, Hellraiser, psh, nothing. But that one always always weirded me out too much. Um, hmm. So this is Bound Samus, 380 points. He's the end and the death. He's the demon prince of the primordial annihilator. Um, you get him. He is bound, monstrous character, and unique. They later explain unique. Unique is the same thing unique has always been. Um, he's move eight. He's weapon skill six, so he's quite good. Plus is skill five. He is strength eight, so very, very high strength. He is doubling out Marines on natural swings. Strength, I'm sorry, toughness, wounds, and initiative seven. So he's swinging before everyone. He's got four attacks. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, little. Yeah, leadership nine on a three up save. So he is, you know, he's approaching Primark levels in terms of points and reasonably so much in stats for the moment. He has the Blades of Samus. We'll go through that. Um, He has that encroaching ruin. As his dominion, he does not get a choice. For this one, remember, this is the one that when you fail morale test, you take one instead of the D3. He's leadership nine, so it's not as important, but so be it. Um, he is bound Malefica. That means, yeah, that's the thing we talked about. Hey, you're a demon. When it talks about demons, yeah, you're a demon. Um, he has an invulnerable save of four up, an ethereal vulnerable save, but he's got four up and vulnerable save. He has Empyrean Avatar. Um, which, yep, they do give him that on the other page. We'll look at that in a second. Whispers of Madness. He is Fleet 2, so he's quite a bit faster. Will not die on a 5-up. Rage 3. So that's where he really gets his attacks from. <laughs> he is Bulky 7. Uh, he's got move through cover, and of course he is a traitor. I do want to point out real quick, Ethereal mm-hmm. Invulnerability. In, in yep. uh, these are invulnerable saves that cannot be taken against attacks with, made with the Force Wet special rule. Yes. They're, they're in normal saves. They just can't be taken against force. Yeah. No, that's a good thing to point out. Um, and it says his move through cover came from his approaching ruin um, dominion. So that's why he has it. Um, he, if he's in, so he may, he may always be selected as an army's warlord, even if he's not in the primary detachment or an HQ choice. So he's allowed to be your warlord no matter what, if you include him. If he is the warlord, Bound Samus replaces the Empyrean Avatar special rule with the Eternal Warrior special rule and automatically has the end and the death as its warlord trait. So 
he can always be your warlord if he's there. Um, you, you would have potential issues. Uh, I mean, always. So if you had a Primarch, that would be like a different thing because Primarchs must be. But otherwise, you can always choose him. And then he gets, instead of his rule, he becomes Eternal Warrior and he has this warlord trait. When he's in a challenge, successful and vulnerable saves taken against his attacks must be rerolled. In addition, an army with bounce as a warlord may make an initial reaction in the movement phase. So they have the reroll. It's your weapon is AP two. His his plates. <laughs> uh, so, and it has murder strike on a five up, which we'll talk about in a moment. So they have to reroll in vulnerable saves. Unfortunately, it's only in a challenge. So you've got to actually get into a challenge with someone. But if you get into a challenge, you're going to kill them because you're probably doubling most of them out anyway, even not without worrying about anything else, even if you miss the murder strike. Um, yeah, his invulnerable save. It's equal to the number in there, but it can't be taken against force weapons or anything that has force. Um, his Empyrean Avatar, which he has unless he's your warlord. Um, when you take an unsaved wound that with instant death, instead of being removed, you take D3. He has an automatic deflector in terms of what it does for instant death or mm -hmm. gains eternal war if he's your warlord. Um, Whispers of Madness. He gets the following benefits. If Bound Samus has been placed in reserves and has not yet arrived, reserve rolls by your opponent are made at minus one. These do not stack with any other negations, though. You just take the biggest. So if he's not on the board, minus one to opponent's reserve rolls. Now they're looking for fours. Any model that's within 18 inches of him, so when he's on the board, reduces the leadership by two when making psychic tests. This one is cumulative with other ways to reduce leadership for the purpose of making psychic tests. Sisters of Silence. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. You're... Aren't Sisters what are you doing? No, 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 no. I don't mean like, let's say what it's Sisters doing, of Silence. No, no. I'm saying if there's Sisters of Silence on the battlefield and also you're facing off against Samus, right? Those mm -hmm. two effects are cumulative against yes. your own Psyker. Yes. Um, and while locked in combat, he increases um, the value of fear one special rule to fear two. Does he have fear? Did I miss that? Uh, by oh. being a demon. He has yes. Fear. There yes. You go. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So, oh, because since Bound Malefica makes him a demon, demons have fear one. Very good. Missed that. Uh, for his blades, um, it's a single weapon, and it's considered demonic. It is strength user, but he's strength eight. AP two, melee, armor, bane, and melee, and murder strike five up. Um, he hits like a truck. Hit. Yeah. Yeah. This dude hits like a truck, but he's 380 points. He's Primark levels. If he's your warlord, he's essentially a Primark, because then he has the Eternal Warrior. And Armor Bane, I think, rerolls wounds against Dreadnoughts, correct? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so you, you can, and since you're only eight, there's seven, you have a chance to not get it and therefore fish and maybe get the murder strikes to get the D3 wounds in. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I don't know if he's good value for points, but if you put him on a table, he's going to do cool shit. I think he's good value. You know who I'm comparing him to? And this is what the Custodian chat on Discord was talking about. I compare him to uh, Trajan. Because Trajan has the very similar role of uh, invulnerable saves must be re-rolled, right? He obviously doesn't have seven wounds or strength eight or up to seven. Um, but he has the idea of murder or strike as well. Um, and and or, I said Trajan, I'm sorry. I meant Constantine Valdor. Apologies. Hmm. Um, and Valdor's around the same amount of points. So, and Valdor's very, very good for for his points. Um 
So honestly, I'd I'd pay three eighty for this. That's it. He's he's a Primark for all intents and purposes. Yeah, I'd pay three eighty for this. He has a lot of what they have. His armor save is worse as his big thing because he's only a three up. Most other people who are crossing this sort of boundary of points are two up saves. Or you can challenge lock him, which would completely defeat his purpose. Well, if I mean, he he's, charges he, it. He's going to go kill ahead. whatever you challenge with. And he's no, got but like, fear yeah, but you too. have chosen warriors. So have you what, have chosen, okay. Uh, and he wins the combat. And unless they're stubborn, they're going to be a leadership minus like four, five, six. Because remember, it's each wound you lose. And if it's a multi-wound character getting instant death, it's the entire wound's characteristics. Like if he instant kills a two-wound model, that's two. And he gets like two extra sw- like wounds. And that's minus four right there. Fears other minus two for minus six. If they're not stubborn, they're running. Yeah. And he's initiative seven. So he's probably sweeping them too. With like a uh, two to three, maybe even four initiative point advantage. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I, I'm not saying you can't slow him down for a turn by feeding him someone or getting in the way, but you're probably not going to lock him for that long usually. But you still want him with a unit because like I said he's a three up safe. You know, toughness seven's great. But if I got strength eight and strength nine weapons, they're going to beat your armor. You're going to be on four up. Seven wounds isn't unbeatable for that. It's the same way you kill Primarchs. You kill Primarchs because you make you make enough make them do enough saves because you brought Thunder Hammers. That also helps or last cannons. Or that's, last that's cannons, how we took yeah. some down out the other day. Actually, I killed one with a bolter, but last cannons are more fun. Um, but he is good. He, he, you you know if you have him, he has a model, right? I, it's not great. I hate the model yes. of passion. Oh, did it, it? We okay. say yes. We say yes. <laughs> if Steve is saying that, that should give you some idea. Um, okay, yeah. He is that, you know that, um, the old Forge World, like, um, alternate Demon Prince models? And he, there's that one corn one that's like the dog face. Oh, I just looked at that guy. Yeah, I remember that yeah, one. No, that was terrible. Great. I hate this. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's awful. It's actually legitimately awful. I don't hate it. I'm not missing but it words. Does it mesh with the rest? I it hate the other, with, I hate the other guy with the, the ape looking one a lot more. The ape looking one. What are you talking? What? All right. My anyway. my my issue with it is very simple. His right shoulder has like a little bit of armor with some skin hanging off of it all. To me, that really just messes up the line because when I look at him. From the right angle, you see it off to the side. It just looks weird. If he didn't have that, I'd actually like him a lot more. I think his armor actually kind of kind of does a negative for him. He either needs a lot more kind of, you know, like Vashtor slash Demon Prince style, or he needs like none. Um, but no, he's he's not great. It's kind of a shame. He looks like a werewolf. He's like a like an arm a little bit armored werewolf. All right, let's maybe talk about some of the looks. Uh, something a little more generic. Part. Yes. Take us I'll, to I'll the take generic the next one. All right. I'll, I'll take the next one so that way he can get the brutes. Okay. So the bun, bound demon regent, this is your HQ choice, your headquarters. Um, you get one bound demon regent for 130 points. Uh, you can also take a demon attendant, and I'll talk about the differences here. So demon regent is movement eight, weapon skill five, ballistic skill three, strength five, toughness six, four wounds, initiative five, four attacks, leadership eight, four up save. And the difference between that and the attendant is the attendant is just weaker. Um 
It goes down to weapon skill four. It goes down to toughness five. It goes down to three wounds, three attacks, and leadership seven. Um, for war gear, it either has a Regent Blade, which is for the Regent only, or a Brute Ornament, which is for the Demon Attendants. Uh, special rules. Oh, they're all demonic bound, obviously. Uh, but the Regent is a character. The Attendants are not. Um, you can take two more Attendants, by the way, for 45 points each, which is nice. Uh, it has a Theoric Dominion, obviously. Bound Malefica, obviously. They have Hammer of Wrath. So they do benefit from the Hammer of Wrath plus one. Right? Okay. So they okay. Can, they come Hammer of Wrath plus two. They have um, the Regent has a four invulnerable save. Or the ethereal invulnerability. The attendants have a five-up invulnerability from the ethereal invulnerability. Uh, the attendants are chosen warriors. They're all bulky three. They're all traitor, obviously. Um, I'm not going to go over ethereal invulnerability because it's the same thing as last time. You just can't take it against force. As for weapons, the brute ornaments are strength user, AP3, melee, two-handed, murder, strike, five-up, rending, six-up. And the regent blade is strength user, AP2, Melee two-handed, murderous strike, five up. So it actually loses rending. Um, yeah, you don't need it. Uh, you don't yeah. need it as much when you're AP2. Well, exactly. you're, you're yeah. losing the tank hunting potential. Yeah. Yes. That's about it. It's okay, though. I mean... On a six, honestly, I'm not worried about tank yeah. hunting. I mean, these will shred right through Marines. Hell, they might even shred oh, yeah. through Terminators if they need to. Um, the region absolutely does. Yeah. Now, the, the thing is- to be careful about, though is if you attach the two attendants, the majority unit toughness is now five. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's easier to get wounded. So mm-hmm. Be careful, be careful. In a challenge, though, the wounds are specifically model to model, so you could get the benefits of the toughness six, but it, it's a matter of getting there in the first place. Um, I wish it was an independent character without yeah. the attendants, so he could join other units that have a beefier... Squad backing him up to soak more wounds on the way in. Yeah, this, or that this, the attendants were also toughness. That might come later. It'll yeah. come probably in the but summer. It's rough, so, but I mean, it's cool. Like I said, yeah. it's, cl- it's a close combat army so far, and yeah. I don't think that's going to change very much. I think it will because they had sh- you had some really good shooting in one point So I think I think I think it'll uh, expand past melee. Well, I mean, once we move to the next unit, that's not going to yeah. change very much. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I do like the attendants having chosen warriors because, like you said, hey, you get the you know in combat if there's say three of them, you get the lower toughness. But you could, in say challenge, oh, I, I'd rather this guy go to the normal things. The attendant takes the challenge. Now your two guys who are out are majority toughness six. They're a little bit harder, and you have the guy who actually is going to carve through more models, and maybe that's your best way to win. Rather mm. than really hammering in on one character, Ooh, that is an interesting idea, and I'll have to look into that. Yeah, I, I I like that sort of idea. Like, you know, one of the worst feelings I find is that I have my giant beat stick character, and then you challenge him with like your tactical sergeant. Because, like, all right, I'm going in there. Yeah, I might win the combat through doing that, but if you haven't have stubborn, it's not going to matter. I haven't really hurt you. This is a good way to hurt It's actually funny. Kabanda is going to have the same problem, but Kabanda does get around this. And I'll talk about it when we get to Kabanda, but it's actually quite funny how Kabanda destroys that idea. Okay. Well, hey, Um, uh, for how many points he is, yeah, he should have ways to get around that. While we're here, let's just mention models. 
So they yes. don't have a specific model for the regions, but the attendants are exactly identical to brutes, except they get the bonus of um, chosen warriors, from what I remember. Um, the attendants are going to be 50 mil, 50 mil circles then, and then I, I guess you would use like a demon prince as your regent. Like a walking so it's either prince. going to be so here's be a like a 50 it's, 60 base it's either going to be a demon prince 60 or 40 and using like the um skull taker or blood yeah because here's the problem again we're using 1.0 as a kind of thing that regent is exactly between uh the low end of the hq from 1.0 between the, and the herald high, and the and the demon the lord boy. yep yep so we don't know <laughs> in this actually that's that that's an interesting thing to mention is that in general okay the one the character the other one they'd be like these doesn't have a model and they don't tell us how to model it they don't tell us space sizes like the other one we know because they have official models oh okay so i'm reading the fluff blurb on the side yeah um the regent would just be like a like a tougher brute because okay, the most so, powerful among the demon brutes are the regents, enforcers okay. of blah 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 blah. All right, so fifty mil base. There we go. So yeah, is yeah. that a fifty? Maybe a sixty to differentiate him, right? But like that's like the ballpark, fifty to sixty. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Later, are they going to tell us bases because they didn't say it here? Because yeah. I could see that. Yeah, you make him a little bit bigger to make sure he looks different. Maybe build him up a little bit. Put him on a a bigger tactical rock. Yes. They love doing that, like how we got Praetors on 40s, despite being in power armor. I'm not still salty or anything. Hey, I, I play Marvel Prices Protocol. Everyone's on a tactical rock. Everyone's got rocks. Everyone's high up. I love it. Especially because Squirrel Girl's coming out, and she's great. Except her <laughs> eyes. She doesn't, have, she doesn't have a rock. She has a tree. No, she does have a rock. She needs a tree. Oh, is there? Oh, I got it. Yeah, it's a rock. It. But I, I'm, I'm going to find a tree and put her on a tree. Because uh, height there is meaningless um, in terms of where you put the physical model. So, um, all right. So they're pretty cool. Steve, why don't you take us through the troop or elite choice? These guys Ooh. may fit either. So that means you, if if you want to do this, you know, to bring them in, you can actually include quite a few units since they can kind of eat up a little bit both in your ally slot. I forget how many elites you get in the ally slot. One or two. One. 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 Okay, so Sean lied again in the group chat. I gotta yell at him. Um, so that means you have potentially four units of these guys. Are we sure? Are we sure it's one? Nope. But I <laughs> brought my book to the, one. I brought my book to the other room to check something, and I didn't oh, bring God. it back. With my book's me. in the car. My oh, book's no, in the Dan? car. Oh, oh wait, no! Wait, 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 don't be wait, so no, definitive no. when you no, don't no, know. No, no, oh, the easiest way actually on Battlescribe. Oh, I got my Mechanicum book right here. All right. Ah. Take a look at that. It's on, I'm assuming it'd be in the front. Oh, Do, do you want to smack was, more things? Maybe you should just punch That was not me. That, that, that was, was not me. That was me. I dropped my mouse. Oh. I dropped my computer mouse onto the floor, and it hit the corner of my table. Okay. Right. I was, Sean I was, did not lie to you, by the way. It is one inch. Oh, there are two. Okay. Yeah. One so Dan two. lied to us. Got I it. lied to you. Four one troops. Two, four troops, two elites, one fast attack, one heavy support. Okay. Four troops. So you could, so you could include a lot units. of these guys. You Ooh. you could really make an army out of this. Six units of demon brutes. So, okay. What can you take up to six units of in this Alex detachment for 135 points? Brutes. Their movement, eight. Their weapon skill, four. Ballistic skill, three. Strength and toughness, five. 
Um, sound familiar so far? Boons 3, Initiative 5 attacks 3, Leadership 7, and a 4-up save. They have Brute Armaments. They are demons with the Bound subtype. They have Etheric Dominion X, which... Yep, Etheric Dominion X, Bound Malefica, Ethereal Invulnerability 5-up, Hammer of Wrath 1, Bulky 3, and they're Traitor Locked. You get up to 3 extras to your unit for 40 points apiece. Bringing your total six-man unit into just over 250 points at 255, if I can math. Yes, 255. <laughs> um, you don't have many options here. You're just no. picking your Dominion. And their weapons count as demonic weapons. They're a strength user, AP3, melee, two-handed, murder strike, five up, and rending six. They are exactly the same as the Attendants, but they lose the Eternal Warrior. Not the Eternal Warrior, the uh, Chosen Warriors. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they're cool. I can see a unit of six popping out on the board and charging. So, I mean, the, the, the real question is, what what Dominion do you go for with these guys? Oh. <laughs> what are good options? It doesn't have to even just be one. So, so their, their AP plan three. is to assault... Out of close, yeah. out of a de- out of reserves. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Rapture Sensation for the plus one bonus to your distance. Yeah, just in case, because remember, this is going to be this is not going to be part of a larger deep strike assault. So it's just this unit is scattering. So you don't get to do the thing where oh, I have one unit deep strike as like my safe unit, and I'm going to daisy chain up. Like, yeah, you'll have a few bodies that could do it, but even then, it's do they scatter. I thought they just get summoned in. No, no, you scatter. Oh, no, you're not deep striking. Oh, it depends on the way in which they come in. They just come in from reserves. They're walking from the edge. Do these oh, guys no. have anything oh, that lets yeah. them no, drop no. down? Oh, hold demon. On. Sorry, demon lets them drop down. Yeah, That's hold what on. it is. Hold on. That's the actual rule on demon. I don't have it. Uh, oh, is it, would it be under demon? It would have to uh, be. They don't have a rule otherwise. There's nothing under demon. I'm looking right at it. Hold on, hold on. It's got to be under this shit. Uh... No, they come on the bait table edge. Oh my god! Yeah, unless demon gives you deep strike in any way, they don't have it. Uh, demon does not. Uh, there's, there's rules testing morale checks. Yeah, I don't. Uh... Okay, so if you have an esoterist and you use his breach the veil power, yes. there it is. Okay, I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, there is ways to do it, but naturally, if you're just bringing them on, it's board edge. Aceteris and stuff like that can do it otherwise. So if you're doing it that way, yeah, honestly, probably either way, the that one's a good one because then you get extra moves on your runs. If they're walking in from the edge, they get to be further To try up. to catch up, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Heedless Slaughter because it's going to counteract loy- um, you know, Loyalists' Vexillas. So yeah. you have a better chance of Winning combat and sweeping, which is nice. Um, uh, I mean, they, they all have... they. There's options. Yeah. Well, the, like, the big thing is, I wouldn't want to put putrid corruption on them, because making them heavy, they're a pure assault unit, they're not going to get there. And oh, Acid no, Terrace gives you there. some options, but I still wouldn't want to do that. Um, Metal of an Artifice might not be bad. Because, yeah, your save's only four up, but for the guns, they're probably training on you if you have other scary options. Unless they're the scariest option, then it doesn't do you any good. But yeah, yeah. I would... Um, these guys finally give Vindicator something to shoot at. 
<laughs> but that toughness five is pretty it's pretty good. Um so yeah, rerolling save it's a nice spot to be because it's like I could throw bolters at it. It's not really worth throwing like last cannons at. Um so the re-rolling armor saves could be useful unless they're running lots of heavy bolters and lots yeah. of auto cannons. As long as they're not doing that, then it's great. Yeah. Honestly, even Infernal Tempest, I don't mind because you already have Hammer Wrath, you get extras, they have Deflagrate, and now they actually have a reaction sort of thing. Because sometimes the best way to handle someone's elite charging unit is to charge them instead. You can get some pain into them then. Um, I think, like I said, I think there's a few bad choices, but a lot of them are actually pretty good. There's cases for everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's Bound Demon Brutes. All right. So that gives us most of what we will call the the normal units because we're going to go to now as a Lord of War. Remember, for this, you'd have to have a big enough game and all like that. But Dan could talk about the model that he owns. Yeah, Dave, do you want to talk about Gargantuan real quick? Just Um, to rehash? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just mention what Gargantuan does real fast. Um, This is in other spots, but he is Gargantuan. That's why we stayed that till now. Um, You automatically are Eternal Warrior and Fearless. Um, You don't have your characteristics negatively modified except wounds um you're not slowed by difficult terrain automatically past dangerous so nothing slows you down your 10 models for outnumbering other units so you actually get to count as 10 things you um much like titans and knights and all you can only make reactions against things that are big enough so in this case armagers dreadnoughts Primarchs, vehicles, or some with eight or more wounds. So regular Marines and stuff like that, you get no reactions against. Um, if you take a wound from Poison or Flesh Bane, it's got to be rerolled. Um, you can always attack with all your weapons and shooting phase, and is including a part of reaction. You can shoot heavy, ordnance, you count a stationary, none of that stuff matters, and you're allowed to charge. So you can shoot anything you want, always be charging, all of that's fine. Um, you can't join models that aren't gargantuan. So if you're giant, you don't get to walk with the little guys. You don't react to them. You don't even care that they're there. And a gargantuan unit subtype ignores all effects, detrimental or beneficial, of all psychic powers and cannot be wounded or affected by any attack with a psychic focus special rule. Weapons with the force rule um, are not affected and resolved as normal. So... Um, Wait, my apologies. Weapons with the force rule that are used to make attacks against a model with their Gantrinia subtype are not affected and resolved normal. Yeah, so force still hurts you, but psychic focus doesn't. So your psych- psychic focus mostly is on for every chart of psychic powers, there is usually a weapon, and that weapon has psychic focus to go off. You can't use that against a gargantuan. Which that one I find interesting. That one I find a little bit odd, but it's fine. It's whatever they chose, but that one I find a little odd. Um, all right, Dan. So why don't you walk us through what this five hundred point monster? God, is. Kabanda, take him, take him now. So Kabanda is. Um, I think we already we already reviewed him a little bit. I think some things may have changed, but if not, I'll, I'll I won't remember. But for fluff wise, remember Kabanda is one of the generals of Corn, uh, along with Scarbrand. Well, Scarbrand's really no longer a general; he got his ass beat. Um, <laughs> but he's one of the generals of Corn. Um, he's one of the weird, weirdly enough, he's one of the smarter generals. Um, I think the last time I referenced it, it was like Scarbrand is Ares and Kabanda is Athena, 
you know, they're both gods of war, but Kabanda's more wisdom in war and Scarbrand is more just outright destruction. So Pomfret is 25 points, movement eight, uh, but he's got wings, so that's later. Uh, weapon skill eight, uh, Ballista skill five. I think they just should, should have made it eight just to make the joke real. Uh, strength eight, toughness eight, wounds eight, initiative six, attack seven, leadership nine, three plus save. Honestly, I would have just loved to see an eight across the board just to, for the lull. Um, he is a gargantuan character, unique. Um, he's got two gears. He's got the ornaments of Gabanda and the incarnadine wings. He's got a host of special rules. He has a uh, heedless slaughter as a, his etheric dominion. He has bound Malefica. He is a four up in vulnerability for ethereal. He's got three up in adamantium will. He has eternal rivalry, which is a special rule. Hammer of wrath D3, hatred sanguineous. It will not die five up. Rampage D3 plus one. So really he has eight. I don't know why they just, just make him eight attacks and then D3. Why would they do that? That pisses me off. <laughs> Um, they, they could have just made him eight attacks and then do Rampage D3. Anyway, so Rampage D3 plus one, Scythe of Hatred, Traitor, and Skullkeeper. So, Kabanda, so we'll start with Skullkeeper. Kabanda may be selected as the army's warlord, even if he's not the primary detachment, and then he gets Skullkeeper. Basically, all models, the demon unit type, and the etheric dominion, heedless slaughter special rule, within 12 inches of Kabanda, gain the Rage 3 special rule. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> in addition, any armor whose warlord trait has this trait uh, may make an additional reaction in the movement phase as long as he's not been made, uh, removed as a casualty. Um, and there's some special rules about choosing him as a lord of war, blah, 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 oh, blah, blah. Oh, Dan, a lot has changed, actually. I got them side by side. What, for the warlord? Warlord trait's completely different. Yeah, it's completely Oh, no, the warlord trait's completely different. Now what I know. Yeah, warlord trait's completely different. And honestly, way better. Absolutely way better. Oh my god. And it's not wholly within, it's within. <laughs> I just want this in a now I want to see the full demon army. Cause giving rage three to something out within twelve inches is just oh my god. Ew. Why? <laughs> anyway, moving on. He's got ethereal invulnerability, which is ethereal invulnerability that hasn't really changed. Yes. He's got yeah, four. Exactly. Incarnadine wings. Uh, you could change his movement value to 14. I think it's just a jump pack. I'm trying to like skim through it. I don't own things with jump packs. Oh no, Venatari. Um, but he could change his movement to 14. Um, this gives a bonus to charge. Yeah, that's normal. Uh, difficult terrain, dangerous terrain. Yep, which will he auto pass anyway. Yeah, he could still run. Uh, during the reaction, you may not choose to activate the model's wings. Okay. So this is basically a jump back is what I'm understanding. Yeah. It, it yeah. works very, okay. very similar. Okay. Good. Eternal rivalry. If enemy or enemy includes Sanguinius, the following secondary objective comes into effect. Uh, so this obviously doesn't work if Sanguinius is not across from you. If Sanguinius is removed as a casualty when fighting in a challenge against Kabanda, Kabanda's controlling player scores victory po two victory points. This is in addition to any points scored for Slay the Warlord. However, if Kabanda is removed as a casualty while fighting a challenge against Sanguinius, Kabanda's controlling player instead loses a victory point. That's neat. You won't. This won't really come up a lot unless you have a, no. someone who. It's, it's a great fluff piece. Yeah, it's fluff. I'm going to ignore it. It doesn't really add anything. So, 
I'm going to come back to Sites of Hatred because this this is actually exciting. So I'm going to go skip to his weapons. Uh, he's got two weapons, a ranged one and a locked one. Obviously, the first one is used when in combat. The second one is used in shooting. Uh, the shooting one is six inches, so not very far. Strength six, AP two, assault seven. <laughs> so for those who don't know what that is, that's his gigantic whip. He's just literally whipping you at eight strength six AP two shots, which is hilarious to say the least. Um, his melee though is user plus four, so he's strength twelve. Yes, strength twelve. There we go. He's strength twelve, AP two, melee two handed, sunder. Okay, so he hits like an absolute truck, right? And this is so. Just ignoring sight of hatred, he hits like an absolute truck. He will destroy anything he touches. He's he's a monster. One of the things that people are saying that you know you could just challenge him, right? What you do is you challenge him with one mook, and then everyone else beats on Kabanda, and Kabanda only really kills that one mook. That kind of sucks, right? Sight of hatred. At the end of any assault phase, so this is the end of the assault phase. So this is after challenges have been done, everything was done. At the end of the assault phase, after results of any combats have been worked out and sweeping advances and consolidations have been completed, Kabanda may make a special Scythe of Hatred attack. To resolve this attack, the controlling player may place a Hellstorm template, which is the very large template. It's a flamer template. Uh, with the narrow end in contact with Kabanda's base, any unit with models underneath the template suffer a number of automatic strength 6 AP dash hits. Equal to the number of unsaved Are you wounds. tapping the table as you read? No, I'm click this. No, there's someone's like tapping a table. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm absolutely I'm, a table being hit. It sounds like a drum. Yeah, there's oh, a so drum weird. going on. I'm clicking my uh, thing. That's that's no, no, the, no, there's a legitimate like tapping on a table. I'll look at the feeds to see who's doing it. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry, sorry, my um, so you place a Hellstorm template uh, under uh, uh, contact with the base. Anything takes a number of strength six AP dash hits equal to the number of unsaved wounds caused by melee attacks made by Kabanda during the preceding assault phase. This does not include any modifiers to the score used to determine one combat. Now I need Steve, since you have the old one pulled up. Yep. Yeah, so do I. Did this change from the last one? Was it still number of unsaved wounds caused by melee attacks? Yes. Uh, yeah, number of unsaved wounds caused by melee attacks that he made in the preceding assault phase. Yep. Yeah, so this is still disgusting. So essentially, you lay down the template. He, and it's what it's the number of unsaved wounds, right? So if you insta-kill Terminators, that's 2-2-2-2-2-2-2. Two, 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 two. Or if you kill you know, Custodes, that's 3-3-3-3-3-3-3. Three, 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 three. Um. So what's funny is if you don't challenge him and he gets into combat, um, or let's say you do challenge him, he could still, let's say he kills your Praetor, that's still four automatic hits at strength six with the Hellstorm template, wherever he wants on the base. Yeah. I mean, I mean, challenging him, giving him a sergeant is still always the best option because mm -hmm. you're going to survive the best from it, but he can still hurt you a bit. Yep. He has ways to do so. It's not going to hurt nearly as bad, though, than if he no, just it is not. through your unit otherwise. But God forbid if he actually you don't have someone to challenge him, and he hits your unit, and you're kind of bunched up. <laughs> yeah, he he changed a little bit. So I could talk about what changed. Yeah, I mean the Warlord trait got totally redone, right? Yes, but they no longer reference the Crimson Fury. Yeah, Ederic Dominion. Um. And he had a rule called Miasma of Rage 
that increased all rampages by one. So D3 became D3 plus one, which is why right now he has rampage D3 plus one. Yeah. Instead of just D3. Yeah, those um, are actually his. He's also 25 points cheaper. Yeah. And he, he did actually lose uh, a leadership. And his invulnerable save is technically worse now because before he used to get it against all the weapons. Now he gets it against almost all the weapons. Yeah. Because um, the instant death thing, even though he won't suffer instant death, if weapon has instant death as a rule, it'll override the, the invulnerable save, for example. Right? Or am I... No, no, no it's, it's just... I'm it's mixing psychic. it up with the other thing. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. It's the other thing. Yeah, it's, it's a, he doesn't get it yeah. against um, Psychic. Yeah. Uh, so it's he does have Animantium Will. He does have Animantium Will, so... Yeah. So uh, the three-up save versus uh, Psychic stuff. Yeah. Isn't Adamantium Will a save against Psychic Powers? Yes. Yes, and so, so if you hit him with a Force Weapon, wouldn't Adamantium Will take over? Um, Probably. I'll check That's it. Yeah, will. look at no, look. Uh, yeah, That's look at Adamantium yeah, yeah. Will, because otherwise there's no reason for him to have it, because yeah. you can't hit him with Psychic Focus because he's gargantuan. Uh, Adamantium Will, uh, they gain a special invulnerable save against any wounds inflicted by weapons with Fourth or Psychic Force or, or Psychic Focus special rules, and wounds inflicted by Powers of the Warp. And this is the value indicated in the thing. Yes. So yes. he has yeah. a three up versus Force weapons. All right. Okay. Nice. So that's why they kept him with Adamantium Will. Um, I mean, you know, so he, then he's he's a big guy. We we <laughs> lose we lose the Crimson Fury thing that doesn't exist anymore, and save twenty five points. It's a pretty good trade, I'd say. And yeah. get a better Warlord trade. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're playing a game big enough where you have a Lord of War or want a Lord of War, this is absolutely an option. How big is a game for five hundred twenty five? It's like twenty two. Not even like 2100. 2100. 2100? Okay. I mean, yeah. I'll take him just because he's an awesome model. I love that model so goddamn much. Then do it, Dan. You're playing a 3K event next week. Do it. I can. Oh, my God. I asked. Actually, so I sent Grady a, a message because I was like, no, I can make my Mechanicum dude a Psyker and then summon Kabanda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Oh, my God. It's oh, what Scoria God. would want. Oh, my God. I can't, but you can't take named characters, so that's why. Nope. Yeah. I say that's the one thing we can't do. Named yeah, characters. they can't do named characters, but still, I was like, "Oh my lord, have mercy on my soul." What does Mechanicum lack? Melee. All right, just summon Kabanda. Screw it. <laughs> He'll handle it. <laughs> um, he. I'll say he is quite good at five hundred some points. Though you should do a lot, and it is not surprising he does a lot. Um, and yeah, this dude's going to be depending on your army, he's going to be super hard to deal with. You might just have to try and feed him units, let him kill someone and just go about and score oh God, your objectives even and feed, do the rest. Even feeding him units sucks because he's going to dump out Hellstorm dumplings. He has to He has to be able to... Where's this thing? Um, How big is a Hellstorm dumpling? 14 inches? Or 16? Uh, either way, actually, yeah, it's, it's a flame template that ends in a five-inch template. I forget the exact length. Of it. Fourteen oh. sounds almost right. Hellstorm template length. <laughs> yeah, sixteen. Wait, it, oh god, it is a sixteen-inch that ends in a five-inch wide template. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also tough 
because with that, since he has wings, he can essentially jump over. You can't necessarily lock him down. But yeah, he's he's going to be a problem. This is the sort of thing of you only bring him if your opponent knows that you're bringing him. Because yeah. otherwise, it's not going to be a fun day for anyone. No. Um, you know, like if they're not bringing a Lord of War, you don't bring your Lord of War. Oh, Especially God, when your Lord of War looks like this. What's, what's even sadder is not even my sisters heard him. Because the whole thing with the sisters is that they cause perils of the warp on demons. Yeah. But he's got he's a three, got up, three against up against Perils of the Warp. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> he's a terrifying monster. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, no, to take this guy down, you need, you know, if you're talking about range, you need, you know, stuff that's close to minimum strength five. Eight. Yes. Well, I'm even thinking to do it well, you need your heavy weapons. Um, you know, even they're more- also going to so, cut through his normal saves. If you have a lot of bolters, you want to kill all the psychers first. Yep. Or, oh, question, actually. So, the bound demon, the bound rule says that if you yeah. have no psychers, you lose toughness, right? Yes. He's gargantuan, so does he not care about He does that? not. Oh. Because so your gargantuan should... says you can't be negatively affected. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, good luck. Yeah, You're not. That, to uh... me, that's a special rule, so no, yeah. he would not be. Now, you okay. gotta have, like, have, hey, they, last cannons exist now. Bring them. You know what's yes. terrifying? We're talking about bound demons, so the stats obviously don't modify. Yes. Do they modify positively or just not at all? For him, it can't be. Uh, let me check the wording. It says negatively Negative. modified. So, yeah, that means they could be positively so, modified. So, I don't know if he'll be able to, though, in that. The other Kabanda, which I assume is still a legal option for an extra 25 points, you come in with extra, you come in what, toughness 10, Dan? Plus two? Or no, plus, plus one. Plus, plus one. one. Okay, toughness nine. Toughness nine is still insane. And you're not d- dipping below that toughness eight. Ooh. 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 So, yeah. so you have a, you have some potential issues, though, because you couldn't necessarily... I don't know if you can mix and match the way you run these, because one, he obviously wouldn't come in the same way. He right, right. Kind of but normal as a Lord of War, he's already in his own detachment. So I'm saying, like, if you had like a like just a regular Marine primary, you just take normal Kabanda in your Lord of War slot. I don't think you could take old Kabanda anymore. I don't think that that no? thing. No, no. This one says bound Kabanda. That's different. Huh. interesting. They they didn't say, as far as I know, that old Kabanda is dead and gone. Because remember, for bound, you have to take them a very special way. Yeah. And you know, in Samus's fluff blurb, it talks about how sometimes he it's summoned and bound. Sometimes he shows up just because he wants to. So I assume <laughs> that we're going to see everything a second time as an unbound version, and both will be viable. Mm. You know? Yeah. Damn, this makes me really excited to see the goddamn demon rules. I know Militia's coming out first. Because what did they say? They, they're going to release Militia when... Um, when they released guard, is that what it was? Well, no. <laughs> they said they waited because no. they wanted all their guard releases guard out it, to be used for easier kit bashing with the, which is uh, Katie, which is a really blooded. cool thing to say. Which is a really cool thing to say. I will point out. Thanks, well, GW, for that. But we've also had interchangeable kits to build your own regiment for the last mm-hmm. like fifteen years between Cadians, Catachins, yeah. um, Admech has a lot of crossover with them, stuff like that. So yeah. it's not like they really gave us anything new in that respect. It, but it sounds nice. It's good PR to say that. Yeah. But honestly, overall, these are just really cool. 
and it really makes me excited for the summer. Um, because I know Age of Sigmar is coming out with new corn rules. Uh, yes. Pre-order Saturday. Um, so that that will hold me over with my army, but um, that this these are just cool. I like these a lot. It it what they did here is very cool. It's kind of a shame that it took them this long to essentially let you put demons into armies that some of them absolutely want to have demons. But giving you this as a stopgap until you can get the rest is a great resource. It really is. Um, there actually is a mission. Maybe maybe we'll, we'll talk about this very briefly just to mention the mission that they talk about here. Um, the mission is Disrupt the Ritual. That's um, old for, school. That's real old school. Yeah. Um, so the idea is you have defender trader forces trying to get demons on out on Onamat. And then the attacker who is a loyalist is trying to disrupt it. You're going to have five objectives. Three of them, the defender puts in their deployment zone. Afterwards, the attacker puts two in not a deployment zone. Um, they have to be at least six inches from the board edge, 12 inches from each other, not on passable terrain and all of that. Um, for these, if the defender controls one at the end of their turn, they're going to get a victory point. If the attacker controls an objective at the end of the turn, they destroy it and get D3. Um, if the attacker causes an enemy unit to be completely removed as a casualty, and falling back does count if you if you leave, before the defender performs a deep strike assault, they score a point. If the enemy unit was also an elite choice or an HQ, you get an extra. So if you can take the fight to them first, you get one or maybe two points. If they, the defender performs a successful deep strike assault, then they get five points, which that's huge. At the end, um, if the defender has more points, the ritual worked and they succeed. Otherwise, the loyalists stamp them out and it's a loyalist win. You also don't get any secondary objectives or special objectives granted by anything else. That includes Warlord Traits Rights Award, nothing else. It's only these objectives. Five points for the successful deep strike sounds like a lot. This definitely sounds super weighted to defenders. Absolutely. I mean, it does sound fun and cool, but I would have made that a, I would have made that less because this sounds super, super set up for defenders. Like, if you're the assaulting force, I almost feel like um, you should have more. Oh, and obviously for armies, if you're a defender, you got to include some bound demons. And the defender may not have any Lords of War or fortifications. So... Um, so the defend, I feel like the location of the objectives, though, is going to do a lot to affect victory points, right? I agree. Because the defender scores one per turn, they control an objective. And they're starting with three in their zone and two in no man's land. Uh, so obviously the attack is going to put them, you know, right in front of their own. Yeah, um, so they'll get 3 pretty quick. You know, so you're getting like, you know, Three, six, maybe nine in the first three turns if you could hold the, loy- the loyalists back. Um, and then another five points puts you to 14, but then the loyalist gets D3. All you have to do is just touch the objective, say, I control this now and blow it up. But that's swingy. And the problem is, yeah, it's, so essentially the loyalist could score five D3, which could be five points. Yeah, it could be 15, but it could be five. Mm-hmm. Um, average, you're looking at maybe 10. And if you can get in and kill someone before the deep strike assault, you can get one to two. 
Um, well, it's for each unit you destroy before the deep strike is sold. Uh, okay, yeah. Oh, my apologies. Yeah, for each of them. Yep. So, yeah, I guess if you can get several. Okay, that's not too bad then because... Uh, and at least a quarter of their army has to be in a deep strike assault. Why would it have to be a quarter? Because that's what it says for the mission deployment. Because they modify deployment a lot. Like they give the uh, demons deep strike, for example. Sorry, you, they give four units deep strike for free and stuff like that. Oh, my apologies. I didn't notice the, the second yeah, part. There's Thank a you. Second I was only page. looking at the main page. No, no, there's a second page and does a lot to change things up. Okay, good. Okay, now I feel a lot more fair about it. Yeah, because 25% has to be in deep strike assault. You can't make any flanking subterranean drop pod or anything like that. So you are standing there waiting. Um, uh, that's fine. The attacker gets first turn automatically unless there's a seize, which is really good. Um, it's only four rounds. That's Ooh. Um, Oh, and if it's the same, the attacker wins, which is big. So the defender must truly win. It's going to get real spicy in a minute. All right. Uh, demonic reinforcements. Four units in the defender's army get deep strike for no additional cost. Um, you have to choose units that start with demon. Once those are selected, then you may pick other things. Ritual calling. When the defender makes a reserve roll for units assigned to deep strike assault, roll the required roll required a six plus instead of a three up. For each ritual objective that they hold, it's a minus one to a minimum of a two up. If the defender rolls for reserves as part of Deep Strike Assault, the value of the roll may not be modified by any other special rules. So if you don't hold objectives, it's very tough to do. Okay, I yep. feel better about this. I have to get real rough on this last point. Okay, Etheric Surge. Once the defender has successfully performed a Deep Strike Assault, all models with the infantry and cavalry, cavalry unit types in their army gain the corrupted unit subtype for the remainder of the battle. If I remember um, correctly, corrupted units can never be scoring. Is that right? Oh, that's a good question. If Dan stops breathing the mic a little bit and he can look up and tell us what Corrupted does. Corrupted! Corrupted. Oh, wait. Corrupted is with an O, not A. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. That's not under special rules. It's under uh, it's one of the unit subtypes. Ones. It's types. Yeah, it's yeah. unit subtypes. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, huh. Where are you? There it is. Uh, it's not in alphabetical order, which is weird. Uh, oh, I see. It, rules. Yeah. So you gain the fear one. Hits inflicted on a model with the corrupted subtype by a weapon with a force or psychic focus gain instant death. So if they have any force or psychic focus, you're just dying immediately. Um, any any unit composed entirely of models that are corrupted is immune to the effects of fear. Um, automatically passes regroups and cannot choose to fail morale tests due to our weapons are useless or anything like that. Um. And no model that does not also have the corrupted subtype or the demon subtype may join a unit that has the corrupted. So, oh, no, I was wrong score. then. Yeah, um, you're still allowed to score. You know what it is? I'm thinking of last edition. Oh, okay. Last, last edition, edition there was a thing with uh, word bears where you lost scoring if you were okay. corrupted and stuff. Okay. So, you can still score points. So, you get extremely scary once those demons show up. Yeah, so this, okay, the mission I like a lot more, because at first I didn't notice the the second page, some of the extra restrictions, but those do make it where getting that five points, I mean, it's still almost a three up originally, unless, I mean, assuming the attacker goes first, at least you get two turns to try to take them off a point, to try to at least make it a four, maybe worse, or to get in there with a scoring unit to to, to prevent them. Well, but, even just the denial, like a single dreadnought, like, I'm not scoring, but I am denial. Sure. Bam! No longer getting points, and they're hard to remove. Yeah, yeah. You you need to make it where it's tough for them to get those five points, 
because otherwise that is a huge swing because you might only get d3 off of yours you could get very very few points potentially because they are getting points just for having the having the spots having the objective so it's still rough i think on attacker but it is it's more fair and balanced seeing some of the extra little bits they do i want to play this i I really want to play this Dan, dan has demons maybe what we should do since you have some demons oh Dan has demons, but does he... I guess you could do it with your Mechanicum. If not, I have normal Marines and all. Um, unless you want to play the demon side and with either, some demon units in. Either side. This just looks like a lot of fun as a scenario. Yeah, Maybe uh, maybe the next time we film something, maybe we should film this. I got custodies. <laughs> you could bring Iron Warriors with demons. That would work. Yeah, that absolutely good work. Ooh. All right, so maybe we'll make that the next thing that we record then, because that'll be um, giving us a little bit of a of an actual narrative mission to go through. All right, so let's do some closing thoughts on what they've given us here, which has taken us a lot longer to go through than I thought. But hey, that's life. Uh, Dan, why don't you start? I mean, like I said before, I'm just super excited for this. Um, I like what I see. I like where they're going. Um, I'm hoping there are more unit options. Um, cause I remember that you can really, really stupidly customize demons to a, to the nth degree. You can give them rending shred. Um, now it seems to be built into the weapons, but I kind of wish, you know, maybe some of the options were still back there, but overall, I'm not, that's just a mild complaint. I'm still like, super excited to see this finished up and good. Um, cause what I see so far, I actually do enjoy a lot. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So I'm going to say that I think this is a good starting point. I hope that even when the full demon list comes out for unbound demons, that this list gets expanded a bit because it's going to do some things a little bit differently because of that bound subtype. And I think it'd be just interesting to have that kind of, you know, option available. Um, so I hope they don't forget about this list moving forwards, even if it is a holdover. It, it has some narrative potential. Um, it's a very, very short roster. There's eight ways to customize your roster, and other than taking one of the two special characters, that, that that's it. Um, so you got to really make those eight things count for every bit of flavor you can. Um, if you want to go with some plastic options, just think about things that are that are like you know like big on a forty mil base or come on a fifty mil base. So like if you want to do like a Slanesh themed one, I was looking before. The um the Slangor Fiend Bloods could be a route to go for them. Um, you could do Beasts of Nurgle if you want to do like a Nurgle themed one, stuff like that. Uh, Skull Taker and the uh, Skull Taker and the Corn Herald are also very good if you're yep. doing any of those. Um, and then for Zinch, don't like Zinch, don't worry about it. No, no, uh, the Mermid, uh, the Myrmidon Psychic. Oh one. yes, yes, the 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 They're, Minotaur boys. Yeah, the Minotaur, but with the staff. And he's like on fire. Yep. Magic Minotaur. That's true. Yeah. Um, so if you don't want to have to buy four drilled resin to run this, but you still think that the idea of this is cool, there are options you could get from your friendly local game store. Yeah. I think this is very exciting for what they're going to do with demons from here. My hope is that these etheric dominions, that they keep them exact. They clean up the one wording, sure, but they keep the rest of the exactly the same. Because one, I don't want two different types of rules. That's so confusing and such a pain. Um, 
The other big thing about it is this gives us a nice taste of what we hope that they will do with it. It gives us a few of the units. It is very melee focused, so some of the options aren't necessarily great for them right now. But I am excited to see what they open up and what sort of things they actually can do. What I also think is good is, okay, you finally now, if you're playing word bearers, you can finally actually play your army. Uh, like the, the way that in my mind, it, the reason you play word bearers, you play word bearers because you want to take demons and you can take demons and that's like your thing. Now you finally have those sort of options. Um, no, I, I think they did a really good job with this. I think almost everything fits. I think everything seems pretty reasonable, except set that one rule a little bit, but otherwise there's, there's no immediate and out. This is the thing to do, which is great. So, um, all right. Uh, I believe that will do it for us tonight. So, as always, on behalf of everyone here, I just want to thank everyone who is listening, whether you listen to us on any podcatcher or whether or not you listen to any of this or watch this on the YouTube channel. Remember, we do put some additional content out there like battle reports and things like that. So some things that just don't get onto the podcatcher because they just don't fit. Um, a few things. So for coming up, we did this now. We will be getting back to Solar Auxilia, but this just released. We have some of these armies, and it was kind of exciting to go through. So we wanted to discuss that now. So we did this now. We will be getting back to Solar Ox. Like I said, we talked about what the next 30K battle report we're going to film is. We'll film the one out of this. We do have an event coming up in two weeks. So we'll see if we can get something useful out of that. At least, if not, we'll at least talk about it. Um, so we'll see what we do with anything related to that. Um, for other things in the pipeline, we do have... A one conquest battle report right now that I'm working on. We have some other 30k stuff I'm working on. There's some other conquest stuff that I am working on that'll come out when we can. Um, for update wise, um, I did put a video up about updates. So at the time of this, this is still mid-March, almost exactly the middle of March. So one, we have released the Patreon. Um, we put it out because running podcasts runs up a cost over time. It absolutely does. So if you had the means and you enjoy the content, we ask you to consider it no expectation again nothing will ever be locked behind it unless it's something you know that i wouldn't release otherwise like you know i said blooper things just something weird it'll never be what i would call like prime content ever put behind there um we do have some different levels so you can take a look at all of that um if you're interested you can watch the video i put out um as of this recording a few days ago going over that we also have a giveaway we're doing right now because i have a spare leviathan dreadnought um we put that out right now. It's really continental US is the main focus for that. You had to be subscribed to the channel on YouTube and leave a comment. Um, you can watch the video and see or read the description of it. And I'll tell you everything you need to know. So we are running that currently. Um, if we get more stuff from future. So if we win more raffles, I'll put more stuff up. So it kind of depends on what we win. Um, other than that, we, of course, have our Discord channel. There'll be links on the YouTube. We have Facebook page where we post stuff up. So we're everywhere we want to be. All right, well, um, that does us for tonight. So on behalf of all of us here, has a good hobbying and some great gaming.